Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Tonight, T. Mitch had a Manny Petty appointment that ran a little long, so he is not here. So in his stead, so in his stead is the one and only Sister Sweet. You are What's so up? wrong for that. You are so what wrong happened? for that. You are what so happened? wrong for that. He had car trouble. I'm here. Now it's not wrong with him having a Manny Petty. It's nothing wrong with him having a mini pet appointment at all. I'm just saying that. Who Don't said there's something wrong with it? You, the tone of your voice. You know it's not the case. He's just put it out there. <laughs> He's wrong. I yeah. have no problem with that. You have no I'm problem with it when it's, a, when it's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's not the truth. So how are you doing this evening? I am good. He's had car trouble. I've had car trouble. You've had car trouble. Maybe, you know, that's the curse of the Neo Soul Show. I don't know. I had car trouble also. So I understand how it is. So as you guys can see, we already kind of fumbled a little bit because... Where was my X to the L intro just now, Sister Sweet? What happened? I don't know. That's what um, teammates put on. I'm like, I'm, I'm waiting for the song to start. You know, you hear the young lady singing, and I'm like, what happened to it? And it just <laughs> didn't happen. It just never happened. It just, it just never happened. So we can, that's a, that's teammates. I don't know what he did, but he did that. So I didn't have anything to do with that. Well, the good thing and the fun thing about T-Mitch is that when he comes on, he'll blame us. And he'll have, that, he'll have that stark, militant way of saying that we did it, you know. I know. That's what he did. We didn't do it. He did it because I set the show up. And there was no, I'm yeah. like, I'm waiting for the lady to sing, and there's no singing <laughs> going on. Well... We have a great show tonight. We're going to have the one and only Chancellor of Soul, Mike Boone, on. He's going to tell us about Roberta Flack. So we're looking forward to that. What's going on in the world, Sister Sweet? See, this is what I was worried about because you guys want me to talk about the NDA, right? So what no. I heard about this weekend. No, 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 no. Let me let me do my stuff. 
<laughs> from Facebook, mm-hmm. I figured out that the whole, what's that this weekend? The whole, um, uh, you know, the jumping when you hit the basket thing happens. <laughs> oh, my God. What's that called? Dunking. Um, okay. Was well, not very much fun. Is that, am I correct about that? Or was that last week? Yes. Yes, you are. I, I think you're talking about the dunk contest. Yeah. I heard that it, it wasn't, wasn't very much fun. Yeah. <laughs> and then there was this other NBA thing that happened. I think it was like an all-star game that wasn't much fun either. She's so cute right? when she tries. <laughs> I get all my news from Facebook. I'm sorry. <laughs> there is nothing wrong with that. And listen, there's plenty going on in the world that's not sports related. Okay. Yeah, you know the whole, um, you know the whole Don thing with the um, the shooting the poor guys in the car and him not getting convicted for murder. Mm-hmm. Just going on, you know that was just crazy to me. Um, I don't think I'm too familiar with this one. Well, you know, this guy, this guy shot four guys in a car, unarmed guys Mm -hmm. in a car, and he, um, um, killed one guy, and, um, he shot them because they were playing their music too loud, I guess it was rap music, he didn't like it. He went home, had a pizza, never called 911 or whatever. So, um, you know, that trial happened last week, and the verdict came in, I think it was the end of last week, and he got three counts of attempted murder, but they did not convict him. Of They had a mistrial on the murder charge of the guy he actually killed. And this was the white guy who killed, who uh, tried it for black guys. Sitting in the car, wow. not messing with him. So that's been big wow. on the internet lately. Yeah, that's crazy. So that's crazy, but you know, life is becoming crazy. Mhm. Any good news? I can talk. You know, I can talk. Well, you know what? I I can't talk good news right now, but I can talk about the fact that I'm glad I'm not in the. Winter Olympics right now because I've heard some <laughs> crazy stories about accommodations over there. <laughs> and surely you've heard about those accommodations that they've had. I have. That's crazy. I hear it's I not mean, the like, best place to be. No, I'm like, oh my God, this is one Olympics I'm glad I missed. I missed all of them, of course, but this is the one that I'm really glad I missed. Yeah, Russia. You know, and I would have thought Russia would be a lot more hospitable than they're being. Yeah. Mm. But it's just been like, I'm like, how did they get the Olympics anyway? (laughs) (laughs) But I hear there's a lot of hooking up. I I heard there's a lot of hooking up. Mm -hmm. I heard that part yet. Cooking up with who the the um, Olympic players or you know no. the 
people Pre- in the country president. are just doing a lot of hooking up. <laughs> yeah, we, we. I'm sorry. Heck, we we do a lot of hooking up this country. <laughs> <laughs> we do a lot of looking up in this country too, so I can't say anything about that. What else is going on? What else is going on? Have I, what, else, what else have I heard about? I don't know. I haven't really been online lately. No? No, I've just been kind of trying to do a lot of work and book guests and stuff, and I really haven't been on Facebook is where I get all my news from, from Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. I don't watch the news. Uh, <laughs> oh, there's one thing. You know Dutch Joe Brown? Mm-hmm. You know him? You know, the guy that... Yeah, of course. Yeah. He's running for the Shelby County District Attorney's Office, which is my town. Really? Yeah, you know, the last thing I saw about Judge Joe Brown was that he, um, the last thing I heard about Judge Joe Brown, I saw a video of him being very drunk in Las Vegas. (laughs) (laughs) I saw a video of him being very drunk in Las Vegas. Wow. But yeah, you know, he's from Memphis, actually. He's actually a judge here in Memphis before he, you know, went off and did his show. I didn't know that. But he came back... Yeah, he came back yesterday and put in his um, petition to be um, to run a Democratic um, primary for district attorney. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So Judge Joe Brown is back. I think they, they, they canceled his show last year. You know what I wanted to ask you about? What? I saw it on the news. They were talking about this museum in Memphis, and it had a lot of information on Martin Luther King Jr. Mm-hmm. And it was like, there... I'm never thinking the name of it, but you know, it was like dedicated to Martin Luther King Jr. Have you, you heard know, of this he was shot here? Oh yeah, the Lorraine Hotel. Um... Right. It's called the National the, the National Civil Rights Museum, mm-hmm. and it's actually where um, he was actually killed at the Lorraine mm-hmm. Motel downtown Memphis. Mm-hmm. And I think they're trying to like change the name or something to like I don't know International Museum or something. But yeah, I've been there. I actually did my um, some of my master's work. I did um, some work down there. Um, because they've expanded it or whatever. But yeah, that's if you ever get to Memphis, you've got to go there because mm-hmm. it's totally a sobering experience seeing, you know, where he spent his last days, where he was shot. Mm-hmm. Um you know, all that. It is very it's a very sobering experience. Yeah. Yeah, it looked really interesting when they were talking about it on the news. Yeah, I mean, it was in the news recently, and I think it's because they were talking about changing the name from the Lorraine Motel, you know, um, museum to something else. Mm-hmm. Because they didn't want to focus on his death. They wanted to focus on his life. And, 
I've been there a couple of times, and I'll, honestly, I can never find my way around downtown Memphis, and it's not because it's big. It's just because it's confusing. Because <laughs> <laughs> downtown Memphis is not big. I'm like, I just can never find my way back down there. But, um, yeah, that's that's been going on for a while. Yeah. <laughs> you, need to, you need to get to Memphis. There's a lot of stuff down here. You can come and see Elvis. Elvis's place. Really? You know you want to go see, and I've never been. <laughs> but you know, if you come to Memphis, I will take you to the Elvis Mansion. Really? I will. I don't have to I'll wear one of those outfits, do I? No, you don't. I will. I'll wear one what? of those fifties outfits though, with, you know, before Elvis was fat outfit. But now, is it true that he didn't like black people? I don't know if he didn't like black people or not. And I, I and that's why I don't even, like, go there, because that's just a rumor to me. Mm-hmm. He had, I mean, he he bought, you know, his black um, housekeeper or cook or something, Cadillac, you know, and stuff like that. But, you know, at this time, I just kind of hold... Because you don't know, mm-hmm. and he, I, I, the fact I think Elvis was black personally. I think what? He had too much. <laughs> Why do you think that? I'm going online to say that. I'm just saying. I'm like he had too much swivel in his hips to be white. Wow. But um, he, no, I'm saying he. No, but he has some black in him. That's what I'm gonna say. That's all I'm gonna say about that. Wow. That's an interesting theory. <laughs> <laughs> my my little brother used to be crazy about Elvis. I was always talk about him because he was crazy about Elvis. He he won't admit it right now, but he had all of Elvis's albums and stuff. And um, Elvis had some great music, you know. But he wasn't no Marvin Gaye. Of course not. Or anything like that, but. Yeah, he, you know, Elvis, Elvis was Memphis. He wasn't like um. That I met something that he wasn't like a hillbilly or anything like that. I mean, he was a, a musician. Um. And I think I, I I don't think he didn't like black people. I really don't think that. That's just my opinion. Well, unfortunately, we'll never know. We will never know. <laughs> Unfortunately. So what about Leo worldwide? Anything interesting? Uh, we have some great um next week we're gonna have a guest on who's called Faith Hope. Like what kind mm-hmm. that is the best name you can ever come up with, you know? Faith Hope. <laughs> Faith Hope. And she's going to be our guest next week. And, um, you know, so I, you should get, uh, I think this was a couple of weeks ago, the Super Bowl, you get a chance mm-hmm. to see the um, halftime mm-hmm. with um, Bruno Mars. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I did. Did you, did you, did you enjoy that? Yeah, it wasn't bad, I guess. 
And the only reason okay. I'm bringing it up is because um, the only reason I'm bringing it up is because there was a Memphian on the saxophone. No, it wasn't the saxophone. It was the mm-hmm. trombone. Uh, Reverend Wayland's son was on the trombone. And it's really funny because Reverend Wayland's other son plays the saxophone for Maxwell. Mm-hmm. So Memphis has a lot of great musicians coming out. And actually, out of one school called Overton High School, has some great musicians coming out of there. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, our buddy. I think. I think he's here. Yes. I think he's here. I think. I think our guy is here. Do you want to do the honors? Or do you want me to? You can. You can do the honors. I can do the honors, man. Great. You can do the honors. Here. You know because teammates will not let you do the honors. I'm letting you do no, the honors. No, he doesn't let me do that. that. Well, he's I in know. control. I'm guy. letting you do the honors. <laughs> he's a control guy. So, you know, he's not going to let you do anything because he's a control guy. So, with that said, <laughs> let's bring on the Chancellor of Soul, Mike Boone. Do we have you, Booney? I'm here, alive and well. Hey. <laughs> hey. How are you? How's everybody tonight? Hey, we're all right. I was letting the people know earlier, T. Mitch had a Manny Petty appointment that ran over. So mm. Stop saying that. Stop saying that. Yeah. You're lying. You're lying. So oh. don't say that. Okay, it was just a Petty. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's car trouble. I don't know why he keeps saying that. But it's oh, uh, I thought it was car trouble at the Manny Petty place. I don't... Oh, I don't, that's what... Um, no, that might be true. So I'm not going to say anything else about that. How's everything going, Boney? Everything is good. Can't complain. You know? Good. Can't complain. Can't complain. Well, we are very excited because I you always you. manage to wow us. Mm. We do, and I'm so glad you're doing your Roberta Fleck. That's one of my favorite artists. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That She's one of a kind. What could you say about her? You know, um... I've always wanted to do her, you know, as far as like you know, the history, music, everything, because she's you know she's a extraordinary artist, you know, very gifted, extraordinary artist. So you know, I figured that the Wednesday Rewind would be you know, we should do her, we should honor her. Hmm. And her birthday just passed. That's right. That's right. <laughs> a couple of weeks, well, about a week ago, actually, yeah. on, on the tenth. Yeah. God bless her. She's well. I don't. She want anybody to tell her age <laughs> or anything. <laughs> but uh, it's, uh, you know, she's up there. You know. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. She just celebrated her birthday. So if she's listening. Happy, happy belated birthday, Roberta. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know where to start because now she is she is somebody that I am somewhat familiar with. Mm-hmm. So it's exciting to say the least. But, um, I mean, I, I don't even know where you want to begin. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's just, you know, her education. First of all, uh, she started, you know, she was like an extraordinary piano player. She was like sort of a gifted child, you know. Um, you know, she started playing piano at the age of nine. And she, enro- and as a matter of fact, she, you know, kind of excelled in the piano, 
in classical. So they enrolled her at 15 at Howard University, and she was the youngest to be enrolled. Mm. And she graduated at 19, you know, with a music scholarship. So, I mean, it was she was amazing, you know, totally amazing. And... um that and the rest is the rest is history, you know. She um what can I tell you? I mean, you know, she, she taught school in D C and um you know, she started playing basically these little clubs and everything. Uh Travoli Club in, in, in Washington, that's where she really got her start. And sort of discovered by Les McCann, he was a jazz musician and that brought her to Atlantic Records. In late '68 and '69, and she recorded her first album called First Take, which is a masterpiece album. But well, you know, um, there's a story behind the album, and one of the songs on there that made her a star. Mm-hmm. And I guess if you play that, I can get into the history of that. You know, if you play the music, then I can just tell you the history of that. Okay. What but, song was uh, that? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, what song was that? Well, the uh, the one that made her international was the first time I ever saw your face. And okay. um, what I, well, I, I could tell you a little bit about that, you know, but I want to get into the other surprise once you play it. Um, it was written by <laughs> Pete Seeger's um, wife's husband that was dedicated to his <laughs> sister. Pete Seeger was a folk singer, if anybody doesn't know. He just passed away, actually. Uh, about right. a few weeks ago, and yeah. Um, yeah, his 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 sister was had an affair with the songwriter Ewan McCall, and the first time that song was recorded, it was a folk song in 1959. It was recorded by the Kingston Trio, and mm-hmm. uh, it's a completely different version for what uh, Roberta did. You know, they made it into a folk song. You know what I mean? So it's kind of it's it's kind of odd to really if you really want to take a listen at it, uh, listen to it and and um and on YouTube. And um, yeah, it was on their '62 album called New Frontier. And the Kingston Trio was like the number one folk group in the late yeah. '50s. You know, they they did Tom Dooley, uh, it was a cha cha. You know, and um, they were like known worldwide. This is before Bob. You know, did, um um. Bob Dylan came in <clears throat> and Joan Baez and all of them. So the Kingston Trio were like the number one folk group. And they, they were the first to record that song in 1959. And fast forward to 10 years later. Right I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. Let's take a listen to it now. Let's listen to it. So okay. we're going to the first time. I'm going to rest on your face.
classic. Yes, it is. That was one of the prettiest songs I think I've ever listened to. You know. It is a pretty song. Beautiful. And great song. Yes. Yes, yeah, see, um, her arrangements was totally different from the Kingston Trio and the Chad Mitchell Three and all the other folk singers that sang that song. You know, she brought more, like, life to it. Jazz, you know, mellow, moody. You know, I'm gonna have uh, to go out there and listen to those other other versions. Cause I didn't know there were other versions. I thought that was it was all her. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was originally a folk I'm song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was just a dedication to, you know, um, like I said, uh, Ewan McCall was the writer, and um, you know, it, well, the story went that he was so in love with his wife that he penned the song for her. And then there's another story. There's another version of the story where Pete Seeger's sister asked him to write a song for a play that she was featured in, you know. And he wrote it, and you know they talked on the phone, and you know, and and she, you know, learned it. And so then it was passed on to the Kingston Tree on on their New Frontier LP. So you know, but nonetheless, even McCall did not like. Any of the cover versions of his songs, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. You know, I didn't hear too much about him uh, re- reference over to Roberta, but he's crazy because uh, <laughs> I mean I don't mean to say it so you know abruptly, but you know mm-hmm. Roberta's the one that's the most famous version of any of the uh, the cover songs of that particular song. So yeah, you know, I've never ever heard another version. Right, exactly. And um, 
This is the song now I'll tell you. We would have never heard this song if it wasn't for a certain gentleman that brought this song to prominence. And his name is Clint Eastwood. What? Clint Eastwood? Clint Eastwood. If it wasn't for him, this song would have never gotten noticed. He was directing the film back in 1971, 72, called Play Misty for Me. It was the first thriller, you know, that featured Obsession. He was a disc jockey in San Francisco. And it was this caller that that kept coming in and saying, Play Misty for Me, the song Misty. Uh, the right. Johnny Mathis 1959 cut And right. so Of course he had a girlfriend In the movie And Clint wanted a love song In this particular scene A love scene By the waterfall So he was a big fan you know, Of jazz Clint is a big jazz fanatic He loves, loves jazz He even did a sh- uh, thing on jazz On PBS And um, he had called Roberta because he had the first take album And he heard that song on there He said, you know, he asked permission To use it in the movie And he paid $2,000 You know, for the clearance mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. next thing you know It was in the movie And it was a public outcry for it Where can I get that song? Now, mind you First take, her first album came out in 1969 It took three years For that particular song To become a hit an international hit that made her an international star and song of the year. She won she won a Grammy for Song of the Year. You know, in for that song. For that song. And that's the song wow. that brought her into prominence, you know, as an international star. But if it wasn't for Clint Eastwood, that would have been, you know, cuz she made albums before like Chapter 2 and other LPs, you know, with, with Donnie Hathaway, you know, the do what they did, you know, together in 72, 71. Um, other than that, you know, she was popular with the black crowds, you know, R&B crowds, but the the pop crowd, the white crowds didn't really know who she was until mm-hmm. that song came out. So yeah, we have to thank Mr. Eastwood for that one. And play Mr. For Me is a great movie, by the way. It, is, it really is. It is. It's a great movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even features uh, Cosby's mother, um, in it. She was, you know, she made it. I don't think, I know it wasn't her first debut, but I know she was in the movie. Really? Yeah. Wow. You have to, yeah. Yeah, it's a good movie. Classic. But yeah, that's the history on that song. Okay. So what do you want to play next? Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> well, the next one, after that, uh, like I said, going forward is um, her duet with Donnie Hathaway who was also her um, fellow classmate at Howard University and Donnie Hathaway another genius of course um, was producing uh, at the time Curtis Mayfield and the Impressions when Roberta Flatt recorded the first take album so them two were already in in the business already you know recording and producing and writing and playing you know um, they recorded an album together Roberta Flack, Donnie Hathaway And they had a hit The James Taylor hit Carol King penned this hit called You Got a Friend Which came out the summer of 71 But right after that year later Roberta would receive another Grammy nomination For another classic called Where's the Love 
And that oh, was one written. of my favorites. Yeah, that's a beautiful song. <laughs> and uh, that was penned by uh, Ralph McDonald, the percussionist, and Walter uh, William Salter. Okay, we'll go into that right now. Where's your love? Beautiful. Beautiful. Summer of nineteen seventy two, that was played everywhere. Every mm-hmm. <laughs> everywhere. I remember hearing that car radios, the crazy Panasonic radio, you name it. I've heard it everywhere. <laughs> I've heard it everywhere. I've heard it everywhere. And, and the lyrics are so good. I mean, they're just timeless, you know? Absolutely. Fall in love with someone else's love. I mean, it's right. like I've been there. <laughs> so yeah. I know. You know? <laughs> right. Yes, summer 1972. Uh, that song was originally for the Fifth Dimension uh, instead of them. And uh, when the Ralph McDonald and, and William Salter wrote that song, they had the Fifth Dimension in mind to you know compose that. That's why it has like a, if you ever listen to any of the Fifth Dimension's music, it has that feel in mm-hmm. it. It has the Fifth Dimension feel where Marilyn McCool uh, and Billy Davis Jr. 
Amen. you know, were duet in that, like they did, you know, uh, the other hits, you know, like Wedding Bell Blues, and you know. So, yeah, originally I was written for the Fifth Dimension, but then it was passed on to them, and uh, the rest is history, <clears throat> you know. And that was another Grammy nomination. Wow. Another Grammy, and she was on her way, and, and uh, Donnie Hathaway was coming in prominence at the time, you know. Uh, he had the ghetto, Everything's Everything album, and then the ghetto came out in the summer of 70, and then he had Donnie Hathaway live, and they both were, I think they were kind of like, Compared to Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell as the next duet, you know, because uh, and they're a great duet too. They, I mean, you cannot surpass their talent, you know, the magic no. they have together, really. So yeah, hey, Q-Man, do you know that song? You know that song, Q-Man? Yes. Okay. Which one? To make sure. The one of we course. just played. Of course. Okay. You want to make sure? You know, Q-Man yeah. is always saying you don't, you know. Song. I know that you knew that song. Of course I did. My mama played that all the time. <laughs> that's why, you know, that's why I thought about Roberta Flack. It's like, you know, everybody says I'm a, I'm an 80s baby.